Hello, welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You. I'm your host, Justin. And today I just wanted to get right into it, man. And um, first start off by saying, as I say so many times over, um, anything good that you get from me in this podcast, for anything that I'm saying, I just want to give glory and honor to God first because trust me when I tell you, I'm really not that wise, okay? I've been through a lot of stuff in my my life, and I've gained wisdom from that. Seen things, you know, in other people's lives, I've gained wisdom from that. But ultimately, God gave me the capacity to grow and to even accept the wisdom that I was being shown. God also gave me wisdom on top of the wisdom that I've gained from experiences and seeing other people go through many things, you know what I mean? So I just want to honor God that way and uh, start it off like that. I think that's the the thing that I'm going to keep doing in my podcast. Um, but yeah, man, just to get right into it. I want to talk about like just being candid, man. Like some of the stuff that you go through as a person that has suffered depression for a long time. Now, I don't go to counseling anymore from a a therapist, but that's due to me graduating, as I stated before, and, you know, a couple of my old podcasts. And, uh, you know, sorry for not being consistent, living life, man, and just doing things, experiencing things. But I'll get better with that um, as far as posting. Um, The craziest thing that makes you feel like you are in the twilight zone or a movie or that you're looking at something that's just not real is when you're talking to a person that doesn't go through what you're going through as far as depression or whatever it is. And they basically shut you down and make you feel like your experience is not valid. Hopefully you'll you'll feel validated in listening to this podcast, especially this one today, because Your experience is valid. I noticed that in those times, people people will often forget that your strengths may not be their strengths. Your weaknesses may not be their weaknesses. It doesn't mean that they're better or that you're weaker or dumber, less intelligent, or that they are superior to you. Sometimes... People have to go through what you've been through or a similar situation to understand what you're going through. And again, just being candid, man, my, my, my sister who passed away two years ago, uh, may the Lord rest her soul continuously. Um, my sister Iris, man, she, she was on drugs real bad, you know. And for the majority of my life, you know, that's all I've known. She's 12 years older than me. And uh, she's the 
third, well, actually the second born, my eldest would have been a brother uh, who was like 14 years older than me. Yeah, I was not planned. You know, I came way later. But uh, long story short, I used to be so hard on her, man. And hopefully you'll get, for the people that feel like they weren't validated in their experience, hopefully you can hear what the other person is actually feeling. You know, when it's a loved one that really loves and cares for you, but just doesn't know how to express it in a way that you can receive it at the time. Um, some things need to be said, too. I have to say that. Some things need to be said, but, I mean, as a whole, we can all work on how we say things to each other. You know, but with that being said, getting back to the story, man. I was so hard on my sister Iris, man. So hard. You know, I would yell at her. Man, what are you doing, man? You're messing up, man. Like, you know, um, you can do so much better. I see good things in you. But at the same time, it wasn't until my life was in shambles. It wasn't until I was going through a divorce. My depression had reached its peak point. <clears throat> and my mom passed. that I was able to like actually understand what she was going through. My ex-wife sometimes was just like me. She would tell me about her mom, you know, rest in peace to her. You know, um, she died recently and uh, she was like a mom to me too. So I feel like I lost two moms, you know, but the fact that, you know, I have the tools and I thank the Lord for it. I thank for, I thank the therapist as well. You know, God allowed him in my life to give me exactly what I needed. And other people too, outside of, you know, therapy that did way more, I feel like, not to like, you know, diminish what he has done, but other people that were outside of therapy that I felt like helped me more. They knew how to speak to me in a way that I could receive it. And I didn't feel like I was an English-speaking person in a French country. Or a speak French-speaking country, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel like I didn't understand. I didn't know how to, you know, apply, even though they, they were trying to explain it to me. When I was in therapy sometimes, you know. And... Um, yeah, man, like, that was the first time we really had a, I mean, a conversation where there was no judgment. Sad to say. And I'm a Christian. So that hurts on a lot of levels, man. Because I wasn't showing, a lot, you know, the love of Christ. You know, um, Christ did speak the truth, but it was in love. And, um... Some people could handle it. Some people couldn't. But at the end of the day, you couldn't deny that he loved you. You know, and uh, that's my point. I didn't 
because I didn't understand what my sister was going through, me yelling at her or being aggressive in my tone towards her was the same as me like shaking her and saying like, hey, you can do better. You can do better. What is wrong with you? Even though I didn't say what's wrong with you. But I might as well. And yes, it was because I loved her. Yes, it was because I feared that she might be dead. And a couple of times, you know, you would hear stories, you know, that, hey, you know, like, man, I don't know, man, there's a lady that got killed. You know, somebody said it was just, it was Iris, your sister. You know, you run up there, man, to the scene or, you know, you're watching the news and, and hoping that you don't see your sister's name up there, man. You know, eventually it did happen, but I'm so thankful for uh, the, the 18 months that she had that she was sober, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so thankful to God for that because that was the sister that I kind of remembered. As I said, she was 12 years older than me. So my earliest memories, man, like, you know, like when I was four, you know, like she was 16. And by that time, man, like, you know, she had started to, like, well, I noticed that she had started to, like, get out out and wild and stuff like that, man. And the happy-go-lucky sister that I kind of remember was changing. By the time she was 18, totally different, man. She was wild. And I understand why she, you know, did what she did. You know, she was told something at a young age that kind of like altered her and her perception of reality, man. And that's her personal stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm going to still protect my sister. But I will say, you know, um, again, I wasn't yelling at her because Well, basically, I didn't know how to get through to her. So I was scared, I was fearful, and I was angry at her. I was angry because I felt like she was wasting her life. I, f I felt like she could do better, and she was so much better than what she was doing. And I was angry that, you know, she was just out there, man. I had homeboys that... You know, used to sell drugs, man, and because they knew that that was my sister, I ain't saying that they ain't sell to her, but they ain't tell me that. You know, I almost cussed right there, but yeah, you know, and you know, and it was like, man, uh, I was fearful, man, and I was just being transparent, man, I was ashamed of my sister, man. She was pretty at one point, man, and, you know, she got real skinny, dark. You know what I mean? My sister, as far as complexion, she was like a caramel when she wasn't on that stuff, man. 
But whenever she get to using again, man, she get dark again. She was darker than me, man. Her fingers looked messed up, man. And, you know, I don't know if it was because she was, like, biting it. You know, like you had a little skin around your, your, your cuticles. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even think of the word. Um, but I hated seeing her like that, man. It crushed me. I didn't have the, the, the proper tools and the understanding to know that the way that I was, you know, interacting with her was wrong. I mean, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know what to do. I feared her going to hell. I feared her, you know, dying somewhere and we not finding her body for a while. And, you know, but just a lot of stuff, man. And uh, I felt helpless, man, and I felt hopeless. I felt like there was no hope for my sister at certain points. And she told me, man, like, you know, when I when I started going out there, because I, you know, I eventually started selling drugs. In my late teens and, you know, early 20s, and then I cut it off. But, you know, I remember, like, she saying to me one day, and all of this is connected, man. Um, she said to me one day she was disappointed. I didn't get angry at her. It actually kind of broke me a little bit. She said, I thought you, she said, you were always different. She was like, Justin, you you were always different. Well, my family called me JB. She was like, ever since you were a little boy, you were always different. You know, and I had a dream that, you know, you were serving the Lord, you, you were in the church. You were pastoring or preaching, preaching actually what she said. And uh, she was still strung out. But those words, man, they, they, they cut through me, man, in a good way, in a powerful way. And she wasn't, like, she didn't, when she found out that I was selling drugs, she was more understanding to me than I was to her. And I got to tell you, man, like, looking back on that, man, like, how great was the compassion in her? What did she go through that caused her to be that compassionate? Or was she just being herself at that time? Being nurturing. Because when she wasn't on drugs, man, she would cook. She didn't mind helping out. You know, she was energetic, man. And, you know, she had peace. You know? But again, I went through a lot. I lost a lot. And it wasn't until my life was in shambles. It wasn't until then that I can actually have that understanding and not be a piece of crap towards my sister and how I say things. I loved her. I wanted to show her tough love. And that's cool, but it has to be a balance. Where's the uh, soft love? I didn't show that much. I didn't show that a lot. And I felt like crap behind that, you know, just thinking back on that. But it's better to be honest and transparent 
so that others won't go down the route that I did because you have others that have gone down the same route and been the way I was towards my sister verbally. And um, you know that person committed suicide. There's no coming back from that. I'm just thankful that God gave her enough strength to endure what I was saying to her and in the way that I was saying to her. Yeah, again, yes, I loved her, but there is no excuse. Because real love will heal and not break. It may break old and bad things away, but it won't break you. It's healing. You come out stronger with real love, genuine love. Love that we learn from God. You come out better. It's just the truth. As my world was crumbling, uh, first, the depression had gotten worse. Then, I was going through a divorce. Then, while going through a divorce, leaving the house that I helped, you know, my wife helped me to purchase, we purchased together, you know, which was a, a, a beautiful home. Uh, getting the news that my mom didn't have long on this earth and then she eventually dying. All this while my sister was locked up, she had just came home and uh, it, I changed. God changed me. When my sister came in and she was doing the same old stuff that she normally did because she was still then on drugs, um, instead of be getting angry at her for her trying to come and like just take my mom's clothes and stuff like that, and uh, which, I mean, that was her daughter, so I was different. I just talked to her. You know, she would come over to the house, you know, because I was, you know, again, you know, I wasn't at my house. I, you know, I was living with my mom. She passed. It was hard. Devastating, man. I cried out to God, man. I'm saying all this so that, you know, man, hopefully you can understand my mindset, what God did. The change, the heart behind the person that may be aggressive towards you, if you're that person that is going through some stuff and, you know, maybe you didn't feel validated in your, you know, um, experience by that person, all of those things, man. Hopefully you understand their heart. 
For the people that don't know you and just talking trash, man, don't even worry about that. Which I'm sure you don't. But if you are, don't worry about them, man. You'll never see them again. And even if you do, they're not even in your life, man. Just keep walking. They have no power or control over you walking away. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, don't don't engage them. It won't end well. Even if you beat them up, you feel like you got the victory over them or you verbally win against them in an argument, you still wasted your time talking to a person that, you know, um, hadn't changed and won't change by anything that you said to them. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not even a conversation in a way that... Like, don't waste your time, man. Only do it when it's warranted. Like, if you can, you know, like, if you get that unction from the Lord, and it's like, man, now, nah, you know what? I need to say this. Go ahead and say it. But don't put extra energy in it, being angry and all that. Nah. Because what it'll do is... It'll block you from saying stuff. Like when you are at peace, which is hard because it's counterintuitive, but when you're at peace, when you calm down, that's a better way of saying it. When you calm down, you're able to think more clearly. You're able to like, you know, stabilize your arguments and, you know, like basically be um, more concrete in your delivery and, you know, your overall projection of what you want to say. Um, it's better. You know, when you're angry, yeah, you know, you can super focus on that one thing, but since you're super focusing on that one thing that you want to get out, maybe it's something else that might be just as important that you don't say. You know, I, not, not even trying to go down that, that route, man, getting back to the story. But after my mom passed, man, that was the beginning of my change. I cried out to God. I couldn't deal with it. I was going through a divorce. I, you know, had the depression. I didn't want to keep going to therapy. My mom is dead. And she was bones, man. Like, she got so small. It was tearing me up, man. She died in my presence, man. They brought her back to revive her. She had a faint heartbeat. But, man, by the time we got to the hospital, man, they they were they had already pronounced her dead, yo. Me and my brothers, man, yeah. Uh, well, me and my brother, actually. My other brother, he didn't even come, man. And, you know, like, you know, looking back on it, I can understand. You know, it's weird. But people don't deal with grief the same way. It's not a cookie-cutter thing. And, you know, my brother, he just, he just couldn't see my mom like that, man. You know? Uh, I get it. I've only experienced that one time. That was with uh, one of my cousins, my cousin Marvin. You know, he didn't go to his mom's funeral either. You know, um, I get it, man. It's hard. That's something that, you know, it's real hard to deal with. It's it's life altering. <coughs> Death in, in itself is just life changing. 
it alters you, man. It changes you, man. Um, and, uh, and it was during those times that, you know, I began to look at my sister differently. I was a little bit more gentle with her. So I got to thank the Lord for that because in talking to you guys right now, I didn't even, I missed that information. I missed that point, you know, and again, she's been dead for two years, you know, and uh, <clears throat> my mom, you know, a little longer than that, she's going on four. For my son, it's been, it was going on three. Uh, but yeah, actually it's been three since February, uh, four for my mom since, uh, my son's birthday actually. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And the talks that we had, man, and she got herself together, y'all. Like I said, man, 18 months, 18 months. She got herself together. Got herself together. I was proud of her and I told her that. I made sure that she knew that, you know. Um, she held down a job. She, you know, she, um, she changed. She changed for the better. Now, I hated that she smoked cigarettes because that's what took my mom out. She had COPD. Um... But I was happy that she wasn't on the hard drugs anymore. She didn't drink. She didn't do drugs. The only thing that she would do is smoke her little cigarettes. She'd drink her sodas. She didn't got fat. She didn't got that caramel, you know, complexion again. She was beautiful. She always had that good hair. Wall hair that God made is good, but you know, she had that 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 curly wavy hair, man long and uh when we finally got to the talk where i apologized <clears throat> you know um you know that's when she like finally like opened up to me and like she told me she said you know jb man like if i could have got off that stuff i would have you know it ain't like i wanted to keep doing that stuff that I was doing, you know, and it clicked. It's an addiction. I felt stupid at that point, man. It's like, how can I miss that? But it was because I was judgmental. I really didn't take into account what she was going through. Like, yeah, I saw it. But I didn't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was looking at her. But I didn't. I wasn't looking. I wasn't seeing her. You know, that's a big difference. When you actually see a person. When you actually see what they're going through. And you aren't quick to judge. And you just take a minute. Some people say put yourself in their shoes. I just say, man, be empathetic and sympathetic, man. 
you don't have to always go through something just to understand that a person is in pain. You don't have to necessarily understand that pain that they're going through. It's better to just understand that they're in pain. And what's the next step after that? How can you help them? Is the way that you're interacting with them helpful? Do the words and your actions validate their experience? Or does it say, hey, this is all in your head? Because you got some people that are like that, man. You know, I got a lot of people that's in the military that's in my family. Or, you know, firefighters and uh, some police officers, some uh, clergymen, of course, teachers. And um, a lot of the men in my family, we're strong-minded. Um, but we forget to be loving at times. We're human, but it's not an excuse. You know? Um, but yeah. Uh, it was difficult, man. But it was good. I'm glad that, you know, she had more patience with me than, you know, I had with her because it actually taught me something, you know, and uh, I used those memories that I have as fuel to keep me evolving into a better version of myself. I don't beat myself up about the time lost because I can't get that time back and I'll be wasting my time beating myself up over something that had already happened instead of just putting the time now into change. Excuse me. Change is better than just beating yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. You know, it's better to actually genuinely change. And it can be scary. It can be infuriating at times because you're used to doing things a certain way and you're relearning and uh, reapplying different methods or applying, rather, different methods that you're not used to, that you're not comfortable with. And that's okay. You'll get comfortable with it in time. It's just like riding a bike. You never, you didn't come out the womb knowing how to ride a bike. You fell a couple of times. Or maybe you did fall a couple of times, man. But you were scared. Or maybe you weren't even scared. But, I mean, the, the thing of it is, is you learn something new. And now you can do that for the rest of your life. You've changed. You've become better. You've learned how to do something else. Something that is better for you that will make you better all the way around and better for everybody else. You know? So, that's the thing, man. Um, I'm glad that I had those talks with my sister in which, you know, I apologized for my behavior and actually was able to hear her sad and to actually just enjoy being around her and the state that she was in. You know, like she didn't have that much money. She worked every day though, you know, and uh, you know, but whatever she had, you know, she was willing to share. And I love that about my sister because 
that's what I faintly remember. You know, like, you know, in the deepest crevices of my mind, you know, I can remember that Iris. You know what I mean? I know she's in heaven. She gave her life to Christ. Man. I'm just, you know, like, I'm sad that my mom wasn't able to see that in the physical because that's what she always wanted. But my mom being a Christian, too, I know she saw it anyways, man. It just wasn't in the physical, man. You know, as the Bible says, man, we have a great witness, a great multitude of witnesses, you know, like cheering us on from heaven. You know, they're cheering us on, man. Like, you got the angels rejoicing when a person, you know, turns from their sin and turn to Christ. You know, and um, the most importantly, man, you got God who is happy. You know, I just see it as God standing up and clapping. You know, when we're doing his will, when, you know, when, you know, a person you know, chooses him. You know, I see it as him standing up in his throne clapping, rejoicing, you know, telling the angels, rejoice, rejoice. My daughter or my son has come to me. You've come home. I will in no ways forsake you, nor will I leave you. And all that come to me, I will not turn away ever, you know. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy and happiness of your master. You know, and those are things that get me through it. You know. Because like, man, you know, the end after my mom died, my son is gone. So I talk about that with my sister. She never had kids. You know, but... um. Maybe she would have been different or maybe she would have been worse. Because I'm thinking like maybe she would have been better. I mean, maybe she would have been worse. Who knows? But she was a good auntie, man. You know, she did good with her, her nieces and nephews. And there are quite uh, a lot of them. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, hopefully you can hear it in my voice, me smiling, thinking about my sister. And still being proud of her, man, even though she's been dead for two years, man. Because she did it, man. She stayed clean. That was the longest I've seen my sister stay clean in my entire life. Dang, yo. You know, so, yeah, man. Hopefully you will get wisdom and understanding from what I'm saying in this podcast. And hopefully it'll give you some direction, man, as to how to, you know, deal with people, man. Um, the best thing you can do for a person that's being, like, assertive and aggressive towards you and not really validating your experience is to just have a talk with them. You know, talking about those that are your loved ones that really care about you and it's coming from a good place. They just don't know how to... Like, um, say it in a way that is 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 good because they don't understand what you're going through. And no one understands, too, that they don't, they really don't know what you're going through. They don't have a clue, man. 
they don't even have a clue. They don't have the first hint. They might even compare it to something that they went through that has nothing to do with what you're going through. It's totally unrelated. Or maybe through a person that they know. But like, for instance, with depression, depression is not a cookie cutter disease. It doesn't affect everybody in the same way. Some, sometimes you get hypersexual. Sometimes you get over aggressive. Sometimes you avoid. You know what I mean? Like um, sometimes you're very, very sleepy. You know what I'm saying? You're angry. You know what I mean? And sometimes, man, like, you know, you, you, you're you the one that seems to be the most happiest. But that's the mask, y'all. It's a mask. And one of the most famous people that wore their mask efficiently was Robin Williams. Nobody knew what he was going through. Nobody knew and understood that he had depression. They just would always say, hey, man, but he was so happy, man. He made so many jokes. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. And I mean, at the time you actually are happy, it's when you get to yourself. When it's just you. When you're by yourself. And I don't mean like, let me bring more context to it. You can be a married person. You can be laying in the bed with your wife or your husband. And this is for people, again, that don't know what it's like to have depression or to be going through an addiction of some sort um, or just going through things in life, man. Um, you you can be there like that saying, man, you know, in a room full of people, you feel alone. Your significant other can be right beside you and you are there by yourself, all in your head. You're watching TV, you know, you you may see something that'll make both of y'all laugh, but you're still thinking about the stuff that's causing you depression. You know, you're very hard on yourself, man. I know because that's how it was. You know, people used to tell me stuff that I didn't even see at the time. Like, man, what? You're going through depression? What? You was having problems? Man, I ain't never think that you, you know, would be... Like, you know, kind of scared to talk to a woman. I always thought you was confident. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even see that in my own self. And sadly, man, you know, the ones that commit suicide didn't see that stuff in them either. You know what I mean? They didn't see that they were worth their weight in gold, man. That there was no price tag, to be honest, if I'm honestly speaking. There was no price tag in this world that was able to suffice their worth. You're priceless. You can't you can't be given a price tag. And it's because of how God created you, man. You're wonderful. He made you in awe. After he finished, he said it was good. Your design is good. He gave you the best design ever to be made in the image and likeness of God. That is awesome. And it's because of our design that we're able to penetrate with negative words and evil words and phrases that will cause a person to commit suicide.
self-deletion. I don't even know if you can say that on my pod. I'm saying it on my podcast. Hopefully I don't get a strike behind that. But, yeah. You know, we have so much power, man. And what we say. What we entertain in our thoughts. It will cause us to either be successful and go after the things that may cause others to be fearful. Or it will cause us to be fearful and not go after anything in life and live a life where in the end we'll have a lot of regrets. I don't want no life where I get at the end and I be regretful, y'all. I'm sorry, I don't want that. You know, but I was a person that was encased in, you know, encased in fear. Like, I was on a leash, man. Fear. Fear ruled my life. It did. You know, and it come out in different ways, man. I would see stuff that other people would be doing and feel powerless. Like, man, why I can't do that, man? Man, that's great. Or even though I try to pump myself up, because I had so much negative talk in myself, man, it was hard for me to stay pumped up. So I'll start off strong, but then do a little out. Like, man, that's crazy. But if I can change, you can change. Now I have hope. Now I see things differently. And the craziest thing about it is, in all that I've experienced, I never wanted to commit suicide, man. So I thank God for that strength in me. Look at God, man. He gave my sister strength to endure and not want to commit suicide. Well, maybe she did want it to, but she gave her the strength to not do that. But what I was going to say is God gave her the strength to withstand my words, just like he gave me the strength to not even consider suicide at my lowest point, especially after my son died. I mean, y'all, listen. Let me see. Uh, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Yeah, six months after my mom is dead and buried, my son passes away. Dang. And he had a career. I was proud of him, y'all. Still proud of him. You know. And just like my sister, man, I'm smiling, thinking about him, man. You know, because, uh, you know, I, I, I thank God for his life. You know, got no babies all over the place. He was a lot better at that than I was, man. Um, he had a career. He was actually making more money than his old man. But that's what you want. And, um, you know, he was he was becoming a good man that, that I feel like if he did have kids, he'd be a great father. You know, some people say, man, you know, but you was a good father. Yeah, but that's only because of God, though. It really was. There was a lot of times where I didn't understand. I didn't know what to do. I did the wrong thing. <laughs> More than I did the right thing, I feel like, you know. But it was meaningful because I would have talks with him. You know, and I'm kind of like getting off, y'all, but it's all connected, man. Basically, what I'm saying is be understanding and sympathetic towards people that you deal with. And don't try to come in harsh first. Come in loving. 
Say the things that you need to say, but say it in a loving manner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not pandering to their emotions. But what you are is you're reassuring them that there is hope for them. And sometimes that might be the thing that can save their life. So with that said, everybody, man, y'all have a blessed one. I can keep talking all day long because I'm going to talk like that. Look at me going on 45 minutes. Great day. If y'all made it through, buy yourself a cookie or a soda or something, man. You know, and enjoy it because I have been talking. But most importantly, man, let's change in exchange for a better us. Because we do have power in things that we say. And they do have effects on other people's lives. So I want to give honor and thank, thanks to God. And I want to thank you for listening to this old man. Uh, as I always say. Okay. Thank you. Good day, if that's where you're at right now, or good night. Peace.